on Football Betting Podcast. As usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton. How are you doing, Jimmy? Excellent. Thank you, Peter. Was you was it a good holiday for you? Yes, very good. Very good. In fact, <laughs> I've only just got back and I could do with another one in truth. Oh, crikey. Hey, I've got a quick <laughs> question for you, Peter. If you had the choice of two jobs, Watford manager or the Chancellor of the Exchequer, which one would you take? Watford manager. How long do you think you'd last? Watford manager. Would you? <laughs> yeah. But I just, I actually, I, I heard today, and this is quite, and I, I, I never really knew this. If uh, Liz Trust uh, stays in for two months, she gets the pay for, for Prime Minister's pay for the rest of her life. I didn't know that. No wonder she's hanging in there. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't all. I would be hiding under the table or wherever she was earlier <laughs> today. But yeah, it, it, it's a right mess, isn't it? There, I don't. Well, I don't know what's going on. To be quite honest, but. No. I bet it's a bit more stable out in Madeira, isn't it? Don't have yes. nonsense out there, mate. Just no. poddling off to the shops to get your English paper in the morning <laughs> and then back again. <laughs> right, mate. I was listening uh, listening back to the podcast last week and I really noticed something, Pete, over the last few weeks. We kind of point people away from bad bets. Yes, I, I, I'd agree with you there. Yes, I noticed I, a few times where we've said, oh, this team's favoured, but you know, I don't really like it. And if you were going to bet this game, I'd probably look at the other side. And I think sometimes we we concentrate too much on sort of picking winners. But pointing people away from bad bets is just as important, isn't it? Yes, yes. I, I, I think I think as well. I think you know. Obviously, we we have our selections, our best selections, and the thing. But but you're you, yeah, you're quite right. I'm, I'm really pleased how how this this goes. It, you know, when we analyze each game, it. it we sort of, you know, we do we do make a bit of sense. <laughs> <laughs> you sound surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, well, we've been doing this a long time though, now, haven't we? We certainly have, mate. Seven, eight years. Yeah, yeah. Like. I mean, and on this latest run, well, we're on season four. You know, yeah. which is which is incredible, really. What a partnership! Most marriages break up after <laughs> seven years, Pete. But I'm hanging in there for you. Right, I think it's an interesting card. This one we start with Brighton against Forest. Brighton minus one and a quarter goals. I, I was quite surprised to see that. Uh, they've never been minus one and a quarter goals at home, surprisingly, and uh, they're coming off a, a two nil defeat away at Brentford. Forest. Um, they they are obviously just joined the league. They haven't been plus one and a quarter goals. Coming off a one nil defeat uh, away at Wolves, Forest uh, they've they've lost six of the last seven. Been some poor form. They're not finding the net either recently. Minus one and a quarter goals. Seventy eight matches. Thirty seven times the home side have covered. There's been nineteen half losses and twenty two losses. My rating suggesting no value in the line, which I'm quite surprised about. But you know, one and a quarter goals with with Brentford. Uh, uh, sorry, with Brighton at home. You know, strange times. It is, but I think it's the performances of Forest, um, especially away from home, where they've lost four or five, that has, has made the bookmakers really confident that Brighton will probably win this game. One big stat, though, Pete. Brighton have won just six of fourteen home games against newly promoted teams. That said, three of those victories have come in the last four outings and, you know, each of those wins have come by two goal margins. But more importantly, when Brighton take on newly promoted teams, under two and a half goals has gone 13-1 and one at the Amex. That is a very strong trend. And the goal line for this game is two and three quarters. Now, why, why do we think that is? Well, I think 
people and teams have realised that Brighton have become a little bit of an established Premier League side. They do like to play predominantly sort of possession game and probably try and catch you on the counter a little bit. So newly promoted teams will probably go to the Amex, set up defensively, look to try and frustrate the home team and maybe hit them on the counter. Now, we know Steve Cooper gets his side set up really well defensively. And, you know, we can laugh about the fact that they got, let's six in at Man City or four in at Leicester. They're stepping up in class this season. And even those four goals they conceded against Leicester, you look at the world-class players that Leicester have in attacking areas, you know, that that's not too much of a shock. And they've gone to Everton and only conceded once. They've gone to Wolves and only conceded once. I think this game will be quite tight, Pete. And with the goal line set at two and three quarters and that strong trend to the under, I think I'm going to take a little bit of the under. Next up, we have uh, Palace Wolves, uh, minus a quarter. This uh, recent head-to-heads, Palace 1-2. There's been one draw, Wolves 1-1. Palace when they're minus quarter, 1-5, drawn one, lost four, come off a nil-nil draw away at Leicester. Wolves um, when plus a quarter a goal, 1-6, drawn one, lost three. Coming off a, a, a 1-0 victory at home to Forest and a much-needed one as well. However, Wolves have not scored in four away. I think a penalty on Saturday... Minus a quarter goal, 531 matches, 222 uh, home wins, 162 half losses, 148 losses. So when you add that up, it's roughly 222 to 229. No value in the line. I, I, I think this is going to be low scoring as well. Well, each of the eight meetings of the side since Wolves came into the Premier League, Pete, has gone under two and a half goals. No on both teams to score has gone seven and one. And sadly... I managed to tip up a goalless draw at the weekend when Palace went to Leicester and thought it would be full of goals. So, that that concerns me in a way going into this game because if Palace, admittedly on the road, can't find a way at the moment to break down the Leicester team that are shipping goals, if they're going to take on a Wolves side who, as we all know, for all of their faults, they're very defensively resilient, I think it's going to be a tough sort of ask of them to create a lot of chances. Now, they obviously only need to create and take one chance if they're going to keep a clean sheet. But, you know, I think that result against Forest is is a positive sign for Wolves. I don't know what's going on with their manager. I've heard, are they speaking to Nuno Espirito yeah, Santo I, again? I, I think they are, yes. I think they are. I mean, you know, as long as they can put their differences aside, I actually don't think that'll be the worst reappointment for Wolves. He, he knows the club, he knows the area, he knows the players, he knows the ethos of the club. He's had success there. And at the end of the day, the Wolves board should only be worried about staying up. So, again, I think this is going to be a game that's going to more than likely follow the trends. With the goal line set at two and a quarter, though, I can't really suggest the under. Um, not enough value for me there in this game. But, yeah. I definitely see it being a low scorer. Uh, Bournemouth Southampton. Uh, this game scratch it, it, it did open plus a quarter goals uh, for Bournemouth. Uh, recent net heads. Bournemouth have won one. There's been two draws. Southampton have won uh, two. When off scratch, Bournemouth's record reads one two drawn two lost three. Come off a two old draw. Good two old draw actually away at uh, Fulham. Southampton when they're off scratch, not a bad record. One five drawn two lost three. This is away from home. Obviously, come off a one old draw at home to West Ham. Bournemouth undefeated in six. We've spoken about and you'll no doubt. 
uh, mention who they've lost to <laughs> so far this season. Again, again, scratch 210 uh, matches, 65 home wins, 71 pushes, 74 away wins. No value in the line again, I, I, I see. I think, I think you know, it wouldn't surprise me if this ends a draw. No, it wouldn't me either, Peter. And uh, <laughs> yes, can you remember who those three teams they've lost to are? Arsenal, Man City... Uh, Liverpool. Liverpool. Yep, yeah, correct. So you are listening. People are listening to me <laughs> when I say this every week. So the other seven games that Bournemouth have played this season against non-top six finishing sides, they've avoided defeat. When they play a team that are not elite, they seem to find a way this season, even before they change the manager, of getting at least a point. And the thing that concerns me here, if you want to back Southampton, I mean, why you'd want to back Southampton in this spot, God only knows. But away to newly promoted teams, Southampton have won just four of the last 15 games in this spot, losing eight of them. Now, let's let's think a little bit more about that. Southampton are a very well-established Premier League team that over the last 10 or 15 years have flirted with top eight finishes, very rarely really been involved in sort of prolonged relegation battles. They may have flirted down there, but you don't get them in the last week of the season, do you, Pete, having to win a game to stay up. They always find a way to sort of ease a little bit away from the relegation zone just before it really gets tense. Yeah, they're only winning about a quarter of these games against newly promoted teams who, you know, bar Wolves and maybe Leeds in their first season, very rarely do these newly promoted teams finish in the top half. All the all the trends point to Bournemouth here. If you want to make a wager, I'm not sure Will now it's trended to uh, to scratch, but the home side is definitely the way I would lean. Next up, we've got uh, Brentford Chelsea. The the line has moved from plus uh, one to plus uh, three quarters. Uh, there's been one meeting and Chelsea won that last season. Brentford, when they're uh, plus three quarters of a goal, they've uh, played one match, lost that one match, and they lost it by two or more goals. They've come off a, a good 2-0 victory at home to Brighton. Chelsea, when they're away, this is not a bad record, really, minus three quarters of a goal. One six drawn, one lost three. Five of the six were by two or more goals, coming off a, a good you know 2-0 victory away at Villa. Chelsea, they've won their last four now. They're in some good form. Uh, plus three quarters of a goal, 138 uh, uh, matches, 64 uh, wins, 35 half losses and 40 losses, which suggests pretty even, really. Um, slight lean to the home there. Uh, no, no, again, no value in the line. The, yeah, well, I'm I'm a little bit annoyed, Pete, that I didn't take Chelsea yesterday away at Villa. I said on the podcast yes. that I thought they'd win. And yeah. I looked at the teams and I looked at the price before the game and I'm thinking I should be betting Chelsea here. But for whatever reason, I swerved away from it. Now, Chelsea are only half a goal favourites at Villa yesterday. They're now three quarters of a goal favourites away to a team who I think are better than Villa. So, in a way, the line doesn't make sense. But then again, I thought yesterday's line was wrong. So, maybe this line is right. I mean, the one thing I do want to point out here, and I'm not really sure because how big of a factor it will be, because it's only really the Christmas period and the New Year period where it really plays into, into matters here. But Brentford will have had two nights extra rest here. They finished at 10 o'clock 
um, Friday night at home to Brighton. So the players were back home and in bed by midnight or whatever. Chelsea played away in Birmingham. You know, we know Birmingham's not a long way away from London. So that, but they'll have been home sort of eight o'clock ish, probably Sunday night. They're now playing on Wednesday, so they're playing on three nights rest. So they'll only have gone into training. They may have had a bit of a cool down today, potentially. Um, may may not even do much training tomorrow, Chelsea. I think there's quite a big scheduling advantage here towards Brentford. Is it enough to back them? No, not really, because you're looking at five nights rest over three rather than a sort of a, a four and a two or whatever. But it's something to bear in mind, and, and especially with this line over half of a goal. I couldn't back Chelsea in this spot, despite the fact that I think they're trending in very positive directions. I mean, looking at the last four games, Chelsea, I'm talking old games, like I say, 2-0 away at Villa, 2-0 away at Milan, 3-0 at home to Ch- uh, Wolves, 3-0 at home to Milan. It's, it's impressive, isn't it? It's the Potter effect. Yeah, it is, it is impressive. And, and, you know, like I say, it, it, win that this game which is going to be a tough game, obviously, with it being a, a local derby. And, you know, they're, 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 they're really, well, who, who knows where they could finish. He's a very, very good catch. My concerns, and I know he's, he's not had any big tests as such yet with players. The big concern is always with these really talented coaches who have done really well at smaller clubs. How can they handle the big name players? Well, I know it's early days, but crikey, he's doing a great job. He's a Graham Potter. Liverpool, West Ham next. Um, recent head-to-heads, well, Liverpool have dominated the fixture. They've won five, there's been one draw. West Ham have won one. It's minus one and a quarter goals. With minus one and a quarter goals at home, Liverpool's record reads one, seven, drawn one, lost two. Six of the seven victories come by two or more goals coming off a, a good, well, an excellent one-nil victory at home to Man City. West Ham, they haven't been plus one and a quarter goals uh, away from home. Coming off a one-all draw away at Southampton. Liverpool, we always say unbeaten in 27 home, minus one and a quarter goals, 78 matches, 37 times a home uh, victory, 19 half losses, 22 losses. So the lean is to the home team there. Uh, and uh, my rating suggesting there's some small value with the home side. Well, it doesn't surprise me because they've won, well, however many in a row at home against um, West Ham. Um, the thing here is that each of the last three wins at Anfield against West Ham have only come by just one goal. But we know that in, in recent seasons, they've been trending in a positive direction, West Ham. Now, are they this season? And that's the thing. They've, they've collected 11 points from their opening 10 games. I'm not convinced they're as good as they have been in recent seasons, Pete. And the other thing that would stop me even contemplating back in West Ham here is that since David Moyes took over against top finishing, top six finishing teams, West Ham have gone one, one, and fourteen. They don't, they don't even get draws in these games. And yes, they may only lose by one goal, but when you're only receiving one and a quarter, it's not even like you're receiving one and a half here. You've got to. I would want to think a team can get a draw if I'm backing a team plus one and a quarter, really. I'm not convinced West Ham are. And in some ways, this line hasn't moved since Liverpool beat Man City. And I'm a bit surprised at that. I thought there was a lot of negativity around the markets with regards to Liverpool. And I assumed, once that final whistle was blown yesterday, that this line would move to one and a half. It hasn't. So again, I agree with you. If you are going to bet this game, it's home team or pass. Next up, uh, 
Newcastle, Everton, recent head to heads, very mixed. Uh, Newcastle have won three, Everton have won three. Um, when minus three quarters of a goal, um, that's the handicap. Uh, Newcastle's record reads one three draw and one loss one. One of the three was by two or more goals. Come off a, a nil nil draw away at Man United. Everton, when plus three quarters, record not so good. One nought draw and two lost six. Four of the six were by two or more goals. Come off a two nil defeat away at Spurs. Everton only won twice in 22 away games. Uh, minus three quarters, uh, 181 matches, 61 home uh the home side have covered it. 56 half wins, 74 losses. My ratings are suggesting there's some good value with the away side here. And I'm just looking now, they're, they're a smidgen of being able to back uh, at 1.8 plus one goal. And, and that would be a bet for me. I think well, Newcastle, I think Newcastle, I think we look at, let's have a look at, they've drawn one all at our home to Bournemouth, nil nil at home to Palace. I, I think, I think Everton can get something from this game. I don't think I don't see them losing by more than one. And, and that again is is where you bring the handicap into it, and it, it's even worth uh, getting a, a lower price, but getting that extra quarter of a goal here. On the minus three quarters of a goal line, Pete, there's only one way I can look, and that's with the home team because I watched Everton last Saturday tea time. Well, watched the first half before Strictly came on with Mother. Um, well, they had they had less than forty percent possession in the game. They failed to register a single shot on Spurs' goal. I don't think Everton are very good. Now, I keep saying this week on week, but they keep grinding points out. And to begin with, I was a little bit surprised when I saw this line and saw Newcastle favoured by minus three quarters. But I'll tell you what, I'm turning this into a bit of a Bournemouth podcast here, Pete. But since Eddie Howe took over at Newcastle, they've only lost two of 19 at home. Now, if you think about that logically, that's a full season. Do you know who those defeats came against? Go on then. Liverpool and Man City. Yeah. And if you take out the three goals they conceded against City in that recent three-all draw they had at St James's Park, they've conceded just five times in their last 11 home matches. Now, we already know that Everton struggled to create chances. And now they're going away to a team where it's a, a tough atmosphere and environment to play in against a team that are con- uh, conceding less than half a goal a game against sort of non-elite opponents. So, for me, on the minus three quarters, it's Newcastle or pass. Now, do I trust Newcastle enough? Possibly not, because they've only won three of ten. And the, but they do draw a lot of games. So, I'm not convinced Everton will ever be in a position in this game where they're ahead. And if it's always a draw, there's a, there's a chance that Newcastle can nick it late on, even if they've not into, got into a commanding position earlier in the game. So, yeah, I'm probably going to be on the other side of the fence here, Pete. It's Newcastle for me. Next up, Man United Spurs. Uh, the line has moved from minus quarter to scratch. Uh, recent says United have won five, Spurs have won two. Uh, went off scratch. United's record reads 1-3, drawn two, lost one, cough a nil-nil draw at home to Newcastle. Spurs away when they're scratch. Not bad recently. 1-3, drawn four, lost three, cough a 2-0 victory at home to Everton. Spurs only lost one of their last 16. They're, they're fairly resilient here. Uh, 210 matches off scratch, 65 home wins, 71 pushes, 74 away wins. Rating suggesting some small value Spurs. I think it could end a draw this. I think it could be a dull... It wouldn't surprise me if this is a dull game. <laughs> 
I'll tell you what, Pete. I'm I'm truly surprised that your ratings of pinpointed Spurs is the value here off scratch. Yes, I, I am a little bit as well. Because I've been doing some digging around and, you know, United won this game 3-2 last season. But Spurs have scored in each of the last four trips to Old Trafford. They've netted a total of 12 goals in those four matches. So I'm thinking that's where your value and the bookmakers' thoughts are coming into it. But I'm going to take a bit more of a high-level approach here. When top six finishing teams meet... The home side win 40%, sorry, 47% of games. Now, that equates to a true price of 2.14. And this game's off scratch. Now, I think we possibly need to sort of scrub out the team names, forget about what we've seen recently and just look at longer-term trends. Now, we know for, for what, 20-odd years, Man United used to dominate Spurs on this ground. And we know that times have changed. Only 37% of those games have seen four or more goals. And the goal line here is set at two and three quarters. And I think, yes, Spurs have scored a lot of goals at Old Trafford in recent seasons. But this is a different side now under Eric Ten Hag. They defend differently. They have different qualities. They have a little bit more pace about them at the back. And that's the one thing that United have been criticised over recent seasons. So they're going to be less likely to be caught on the counter. I think at the current sort of prices, Pete, it's a big lean to Manchester United here. And I'm, I'm close to backing them, to be honest. The only thing is, how can you trust them after, you know, failing to beat Newcastle at the weekend? But will Newcastle, will, will Spurs come and defend as deep and as well as Newcastle? Or will they be a little bit more, you know, not cocky, but, you know, sure, more sure of getting a result and probably at times be a bit more expansive. I think this is a difficult one. First of all, first up, I'll pull you up when you said, you know, I mean, this is what you said on, on Saturday, was well, last week, you know, when they played Newcastle, you know, and I, I did agree with you, actually, you know, Manchester United, you know, at home are, are, are you know, still a formidable uh, side. I, I mean, the, what does worry me about the, that value Spurs though is that when you look at the games they're away from home, they lost against Arsenal, they drew at West Ham and they drew at Chelsea and they're very lucky to draw at Chelsea. They still had, you know, to me, Spurs away from home against the better sides, not great. Yeah, and, that, and that's why I would suggest that United is, is some good value here. But when you look at their goal scorers, that's, they've only scored six at home. They're going to have to do this by the odd goal because this current United team aren't going to blow anybody away. No. That's always going to leave the back door open for a chance of of Spurs netting an equaliser. But I'm genuinely surprised that Spurs are that favoured for this game. The bookmakers seem to really like them this season, don't they? Yes, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mind you, they're, they're, yeah, they're doing well. They are doing well, though, aren't they? Yeah, they, they've earned it. I mean, they're third in the table. They've won seven and only lost one of their opening ten games. But it's still a, you know, we saw Arsenal go to Old Trafford earlier in the season, and I didn't yes. see much of the game. And I heard Man United were potentially a little bit, you know, flattered by that final scoreline. But Arsenal are romping away, shall I say, Pete, at the top of the table. Yeah. United turned them over at Old Trafford, yet here. They can't even be made like a quarter of a goal favourite against Spurs. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think a draw. I still think a draw. Yeah, and I think both teams would, would view that as a good result. So yeah. the outright draw isn't the worst shout, mate. 
Fulham uh, Villa next. Um, again, this game is off scratch. Uh, Villa have won the last meeting of the two sides. Uh, when off scratch, Fulham's record reads one, two, drawn, one, lost, two, come for two, all draw at home to Bournemouth. Villa, when they're off scratch, they've got a good record away from home. One, three, drawn, two, lost, one, come for two, nil, defeat at home to Chelsea. Fulham conceded at least two goals in the last five Premier League matches, so their defence is a bit leaky. Off scratch, same as the... Uh, Manchester United game, 210 matches, 65 home, 71 push, 74 away. My rating suggesting good value Villa, but the only reason for that is because of Fulham's poor showings in the last time they were in the Premier League. And it's been a completely different start yeah. to the campaign, hasn't yeah. it? Now, yes. we, having said that, and we're all giving them plaudits galore, they're four points above Southampton who are in 18th. So yeah. if Fulham have a, a bad three or four game spell, they're going to be down in the, the bottom three. And then all of a sudden, all these this rosy talk that we're giving them at the moment, it's all going to dissipate. And, you know, they're, they're conceding on average two goals a game. Once you get down in that relegation zone and you're conceding on average two goals a game, very difficult to climb out. Now, Villa won both of the meetings of the teams when the sides met two seasons ago. They scored three times in each of those games, so they will travel to West London very confident. The thing I want to sort of pick up on, though, and I've been doing a lot of trend work recently, is that newly promoted teams win 44% of games against bottom half finishing teams. And that's where I think we can all agree Villa will probably end up finishing. I don't think they're very good. No, I think they'll be relegated, to be honest. Do you? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean... Just on those bare stats alone, newly promoted teams, and that's not, and that's even factoring in the ones that end up getting relegated, like Norwich, still win forty-four percent of games against bottom half finishing teams. Now that equates to a true price of two point two eight, and that should see Fulham minus a quarter for this game. Yet, despite their good start and the fact that they're scoring lots of goals, Fulham are priced off scratch. For me, Gerard's still under huge pressure. This is a Fulham or pass for me. I, I, I don't see there's any way we've seen anything this season that off scratch you'd feel comfortable taking Villa. No, no, no. Finally, uh, Leicester leads. Uh, the Lions moved from minus a quarter, sorry, minus a half to minus a quarter. Recent Etes, Leicester have won one, Leeds have won one. When minus a quarter, Leicester's record reads 1 5, drawn 2, lost 3, coming off a 0 0 draw at home to, to Palace. Leeds, when they're plus uh, a quarter, 1 3, drawn 2, lost 5, come off a 1 0 defeat at home to Arsenal, where apparently Leeds played very well. Leicester, they've only won one of their last 10 matches. My ratings, though, are still suggesting some good value, Leicester. Uh, they were they were value in my opinion when minus half a goal, but it's good value. I I don't know when my races are going to catch up with Leicester. I really don't. And I mean, and this has been going on now for over a season. Yeah, but let's think what they've done in recent weeks. They've they've beaten Forest. They got a point last time out against Palace. They may have turned the corner, Pete. To be honest, you know that clean sheet that they got against Palace. You know now they take on another you know, bottom half, mid-third type of side. And they're more than capable of sort of getting a result here. Now, I have to say, at plus half a goal, I was a little bit interested in Leeds. Now this line's trended to a quarter goal. I can't touch this game with anyone's money because there's no way I can sort of back Leicester as a favourite. And if you think I'm taking Leeds away from home and only getting a quarter of a goal, well, you're even crazier. So, yeah, I... 
I genuinely have no idea what's going to happen in this game, despite spending 20 or so minutes trying to delve through some stats and some trends. So I'm keeping well away from this one. I think that well, you know, I think this has been a uh, this is a tough round. This is and uh, and I can't, Why I can't... Are Man City playing. Um, it's to do because aren't uh, Arsenal playing PSV? Um, because they didn't play them the week the Queen died or something, and they oh, so, it's yeah. that rearranged. Yes, yes, okay. because they they asked for UEFA for special dispensation, didn't they, to to replay this game? So yeah, oh, so it's yeah. all Arsenal's fault then. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> but but it, yeah, I mean, yeah, I was that that would have been a great game, wouldn't it? But but we've got to look forward to that uh, later. Now I don't even know when it's rescheduled for. To be honest, no, I don't. No. No, I'm going to go. Well, this 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 round, I'm going to go. I can't believe I'm good doing this. I'm going Everton. I I, I wouldn't put anybody going off plus three quarters, but plus one goal at one point eight, I think is a is a good bet. I'm just going to have the one bet as well. And I'm going to take a little bit of a leap of faith here. This is a proper trend bet. And I'm going to trust Steve Cooper to get his side set up really well defensively tomorrow night at the Amex. And I'm going to take under two and three quarter goals in the Brighton and Forest game. Just remember that trend. When Brighton take on newly promoted teams at home, under two and a half goals has landed in 13 and 14 matches. We know why. Teams go up there, set up defensively it takes Brighton a while to find a way through and sometimes they don't even do that so yeah like the under in that one right obviously we've got the weekend fixtures but with the podcast what we've decided to do we're going to record uh five o'clock uh Friday so we'll, with the, the it'll be Friday evening before you get the next podcast uh but it, obviously it will be in time for the Saturday's fixtures and uh good luck during the midweek everybody Best of luck, everybody.